0: The following audio is from Morningstar Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio. For more information about Morningstar, visit MorningstarDayton.org. Welcome back. We are so excited to spend today with you. My name is Ben. I'm the associate pastor here at Morningstar Baptist Church and joined as always by John Decker, the lead pastor and uh, super excited as we are headed um, just a few days uh, to Guatemala for our mission trip and cannot wait um, to share with you again. I I mentioned it last week, but before we really dive in this week, just want to let you know next week. Um, we are going to be recording our podcast in Guatemala um, with Jason Harmeyer, who is leading our trip, and you don't want to miss that. It's going to be a really exciting um, episode. It's our hope that we'll have the infrastructure to be able to upload that next week, um, but we are um, two guys that are just really excited about missions in general, and just going to talk about a little bit about why and, and what we love about missions, and uh, just, just can't wait um, to share our hearts with you a little bit today. So, John, how, how are things for you today?
1: Man, I'm I'm right there with you. Um, in the excitement, I'm just excited about this trip and really what it means for our church. And you know, the first trip with with uh, since I've been here as a pastor to go as a unified group on a on a missions trip and and you know there's a there's a big difference you know we, we look at different types of trips you know there's humanitarian trips which are always important and those are big right. kind of what we've been doing here with the tornado relief effort mm-hmm. um are going into a country after a hurricane or an earthquake or something like that and that's always big and those are very needed and then a missions trip we're actually going it's the whole idea is missions and connecting with missionaries Um, who are right there starting churches. um, And a lot of what we're going to be doing is missionaries who are starting orphanages and feeding centers um, and churches and using those feeding centers and orphanages as a way to get people in to hear the gospel and be able to watch them, interact with them, and bring our people along to see that. That's what really excites me. Again, I've said it all the time, is what really really makes me excited is what God's going to do in the hearts of our people while Mm -hmm. we're there a lot of people we go we go on missions trip thinking hey what am i going to be able to do over here and how am i going to be able to make an impact and really what ends up happening is god makes an impact in our heart cuz we're the ones that come back home right right and we're the ones that bring it back here and then the key is what god does there Mm-hmm. We come back here and we put some motion into whatever emotion happened there on the field, or we put some uh, movement uh, to uh, that moment. And yeah. so, and that's what we're. That's why I'm excited, I can't mm-hmm. wait to the group that God's raised up to go with us. I, I'm excited
0: about them that are going to be there, and and just moving forward, what that means for our church. Right, and and I was really processing through. Why we're so excited? Because you know I've got I've got family who um are lost or they know Christ but they're not super involved um, in a church or in a missions program and they kind of think you know you're using time and resource and money to go halfway around the world like what's the big deal? And as I process that and and we began to talk about it, it comes from the fact that in moments like these and in interactions. With missionaries, God has changed my heart, and God—I know you—you've sh- expressed too. God has mm-hmm. changed your heart, and so um, just to kind of give insight to our listeners and and to our our church family as we we kind of dive into this, my thought today was was I just want to share some of the things that that God has done, um, whether it be specific moments or or just things that we've experienced as we've interacted with missionaries, whether here in the states or we've interacted with missionaries um, in their field where they've been called Mm -hmm. to. And um, these type of moments that we're getting ready to lead a group of people on, somebody led us on those, and they were life-changing moments.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you and I share very similar backgrounds of growing up in church and having huge interaction with missionaries. Mm -hmm. And I grew up in a church, uh, Fellowship Baptist Church in Nederland, Texas, that was – every year had a missions conference and missionaries came in. And just like you, uh, we had missionaries come and stay at our house one time and we were able to interact with them and, and just the love for missions and understanding the theology of missions. Let's just call it that because there's a theology of missions and what God wants. And, and that God is a missional God mm-hmm. and and I've said to our church before even here that if we're not if we're not a missions church we're not a church mm-hmm. and so um and so growing up with that background and that impact obviously creating that love and almost awe of missionaries and mm-hmm. And I, know I surrendered my life to ministry a long time ago, and part of that was, God, if you want me to be a missionary, if you whatever you want me to do, and God hasn't led me down that road. God has called me to pastor here in the States instead of uh, go overseas or even be a, a home-based missionary, but still that awe that we, that we have and a reverence of our missionaries who give their life and their security and their comfort and what we would consider the American dream to go somewhere else mm-hmm. and not bring financial prosperity and not bring uh you know economic relief but go and bring the gospel of jesus christ that we see laid out for us in the book of acts when that first thing started happening man to me that was everything and that was so impactful for me growing up um and that was a huge impact for even why i'm in ministry today
0: yeah i I would agree i mean like we've talked about before for us um we grew up in a similar background went to french baptist church in cincinnati ohio same thing, lots of missionaries in and out. And it got to the place, um, as as we get to the, the middle school, high school age, we moved into a new home. that um, My parents had a master bedroom with, like, the real bathroom. And it was the first mm-hmm. time we had really had that. Um, and and we all had our own separate bedrooms on, on the upstairs. And I'm the oldest of, of two boys. And so when mom and dad would, would bring missionaries in, um, they would give up their master bedroom. So that they kind of had like their own suite area Mm -hmm. and they would move into my room and they would send (laughs) me down to the basement. And it got to the point uh, one year that was when I was a junior and and almost a senior in high school that it got so frequent that I just moved to the basement permanently. (laughs) And so like my bedroom became a guest bedroom that my parents stayed in all the time when they would have missionaries in and and we had missionaries um all the time that would come and stay for a couple of days or if they were going to be in the area we had one come stay for a week for two weeks and mm-hmm. um got to really see these um guys and gals just who who were like you said they had given up what they, they were super successful guys and, and super, like they could have been incredible in business and they could have been incredible doing a lot of things that would have brought them worldly success and, and you know, who knows uh, where their life would have led um, if they would have gone down a different path, Mm -hmm. but they gave up everything to surrender what God had called them to. And that was to be missionaries. And it impacted me at a young age, um, well before mish uh well before ministry was ever even on my radar right. and so it was a big deal and um it reminded me as you talked about about um acts and as they began to send out missionaries and they they separated out guys to send out and mm-hmm. and they didn't pick like who are five or six guys that you know they're not teaching classes and they're <laughs> not you know we can we can really afford. To lose them, it wouldn't be too big of a blow, right? And they really picked out. Instead, they picked out like the top guys mm-hmm. to go out, and and it just it, that was really the kind of people that I interacted with when it yep. came to missionaries.
1: Yeah, and what I love is that, you know, it, part of my master's work that I that I've done so far was one of the courses that I took was called the history and theology of missions, and my 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 research for that class was how God has always been a missional God that in the Old Testament when he called out Abraham and set him aside that God's missions program even then was setting up it, it, now he did it differently in the Old Testament how he wanted Israel to be set up to draw the nations to God mm-hmm. right that was supposed right. to be that beacon and people were to come and say wow something's different about that and was to draw people to but when Jesus came that God's the program stayed the same. Mm -hmm. It was all about missions, but the method changed and God instead was, we're going to go out into the world. And I'm, I want you to bring the message of the Messiah out. So how God's program was centripetal pulling in. Mm -hmm. And then, and after Jesus, it was centrifugal pushing out and, Mm -hmm. and going out from the center and bringing the gospel out. And and that's what I'm excited about our church here at Morningstar and what we're starting off. I mean, really building this missions program, which they've already had. not that our church hasn't, hasn't had one, but really just being more focused and giving direction to that. And you and I have both been on mission trips before. We, we've seen the impact of taking people out. I took a number of teenagers uh, to, to Nicaragua, I believe four or five years ago now, and we brought some other people from our church with us and even some um, some older people from our church. Everybody Out of everybody who went on that trip, even one of the, what we would call him grown up, whatever you want to call it, refer to the older person. He's now a missions pastor at a church down in Texas. Every one of the teenagers that went on that missions trip are in ministry or preparing for ministry right now. One of them is preparing to go to Nicaragua as a missionary. One of them is a youth pastor right now in Springfield. Uh, one of them graduated from Bible colleges and studying in ministry. They're all serving. Just, it, it changes you. It mm-hmm. really has an impact. And not that this group is—we're bringing. Hey, okay, we want everybody to surrender to ministry. That's not what this is about. Right. The key is it changes you. Um, and so when when we look at the Great Commission, where Jesus says, "You're going to be a witness of Me in Jerusalem, right? In Judea, in Samaria, and into the uttermost parts of the world." There's two keys there in that whole thing. One is your Jerusalem. Right. Which is where you are now. And the other one is the uttermost parts of the world, which means we don't have an option. It's not a suggestion. Hey, Morningstar would be a good idea if you support missionaries. And it's not, hey, it'd be a great idea if you'd be a, a part of that. It's we have the responsibility and the task from Jesus himself that says where you are right now is a mission field. And either you go to the uttermost parts of the world or you catch a, ver- a a vision and a burden where you are supporting financially, prayerfully, someone to go to Burkina Faso because you can't be there. Someone to go to Nairobi, Kenya because you can't be there. But also it doesn't negate across the street from Wandering Stream where we live. Mm-hmm. You
0: know? Right. And and it comes down to, um, in with you and I, it, it's even more than just let's give them some money right. and say – you know reach the nations Mm -hmm. we feel a desire to partner with them and and you you met recently a friend of mine who is a missionary to brazil who knows when he he came up here and met with us when i was here probably what for a month maybe a month and a half and it wasn't because he was even looking for support Mm -hmm. it was just because him and i have become partners in ministry i Mm -hmm. keep up with what he's doing. He keeps up with that. We pray for each other. We talk to each other. We support one another because he believes what we're doing here in the States is really important. Right. And we believe what he's doing around the world is really important. And so, you know, our partnership is going to look different with everybody. And and we'll get into that in a few minutes. But um, it was on a mission trip um, where I ended up beginning to feel God call me to ministry in a time that typically would not normally be when i was almost done with college i was getting ready to get married i was engaged and and i was in brazil with a bunch of teen, or in belize pardon me with a bunch of teenagers um and god began to work on my heart and it didn't make sense to me but but god used that moment to change me mm-hmm. but i had gone on trips before that and that's when not right. god changed me but it wasn't in in that way mm-hmm. um but i was taking the group to belize right. you know and so every trip i've ever been on god has changed me in some way or another, whether it's my focus, whether it's my priorities, whether it's calling me to ministry and changing the trajectory of my life, whatever it is, God has has used these type of trips um, to be huge in my own life, and we've watched them be huge in the life of other people. And I'm excited, like you said, we're going with this group, and the group's called Mana Worldwide, and because we're going to be with Jason next week, I don't want to steal um, a bunch of his thunder. Right, I'm, he can share that vision of what they do mm-hmm. in an amazing way. I'm excited about that next week. Um, but man, we are are just passionate because we've seen that it can have a lasting impact that mm-hmm. that deals with the the focus and the trajectory and the of people's lives because it's done that with ours
1: absolutely and so the goal for our church then moving forward as we put some direction and vision to our missions program and making that a specific ministry of our church is the goal would be to at some point get everybody in our church on some kind of trip somehow whether it's a in the states trip mm-hmm. because Moving forward next year, we're gonna have two trips a year. We're gonna do one where we're helping out a church planner somewhere in the states. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a foreign trip. The other one is a foreign mission, a foreign mission trip. And the goal is over the next couple of years is to eventually rotate through. Everybody in our church has done something, has been somewhere, been a part of something, um, somehow in in that vein. Um, and and I heard recently of of a church because they want to be so intentional about that that when somebody at this particular church when they go through their new members class they're handed an application for a passport and they turn that application in with their membership covenant and the church pays for them to get their passport because that church doesn't want anybody in their church to not go on a mission trip because they don't have a passport and they don't and they know that sometimes trips come up spur of the moment and they don't want anybody not be able to go if the Holy Spirit works in their life because they don't have a passport and have to go through that process. And I and I love that. I'm not saying that's where we're yet with our church, but I love that intentionality of mm-hmm. hey, this we're setting that example and that vision for you, even at the moment of joining our church, that this is what we're about because this is what God's about. And and I love too, I mean, and and I love the process as you read through the book of Acts, you see how God sets up the local church to be the sending agency, the sending body, um, the supporter of missionaries. It's set up from the very beginning, and it works, and it works really well. And so for our church, uh, we're a Southern Baptist church, Mm -hmm. which is phenomenal. And SBC through NAM and through the IMB, they collect all that money collectively, and they they send that out, and missionaries are able to get straight to the field. They're able to get there. But sometimes there's not a whole lot of connection with missionaries as far as Who are we sending out? You know, Mm -hmm. so we, we love Nam and IMB and we're going to continue to support them. our church supports them at a very high level, which we're very proud of our church and what God has blessed our church financially be able to do. And we're going to continue to do that. But at some point we got to stop and look and say, okay, but what about our church? Like who have we sent out? Like you were talking about how they raised up and they chose out the choice people in their church to say, mm-hmm. this person, they're going to go on a, mi- they're going to be our missionaries. And so I think it's important that every church has people they can point to and go, that's our missionary. Like we, we support them. We called them out. We pray for them. We, we know them by name. We know them. And, and, and I think that's very important. That connection that what I call spiritual intimacy of man, we are partnering with them and, and, it's this kind of dual accountability that while we support them and, and they report back of everything that God's doing there, but we also are kind of accountable too. Okay, well, how are we reaching the people across the street from us? If uh-huh. if Brian Weed is in Nicaragua reaching town after town in Nicaragua, who am I reaching across my street and in my workplace? And so there's that that dual accountability there, and yep.
0: I, I that's how it was set up to be, and I love that. Right, and you see all through as – as Paul reported back, it was more than just to say, here's what I'm doing. It had Mm -hmm. to do with, um, even in being a part of the spiritual growth of that church. Mm -hmm. And it would be our desire to see not just our missionaries. We don't want to just buy, um, letters to hang on the wall. And there's a lot of churches that do that. You, you support a lot of people and it's, it's well-meaning to hang a lot of letters Mm -hmm. on the wall. Um, but we want missionaries that when they're in, in town that we're connecting them into our small groups Mm -hmm. and, that our small groups know who they are because they're not just connecting with John and Ben, but these missionaries are connecting with our people who are invested, who know the needs of the missionaries, who are ready to jump on, uh, whether it's in in a prayerful need or a financial need or whatever that is, because we're so in tune with what they're doing that it's a true, real partnership. Like they're a part of our church, not just somebody who we support right it's a partnership not just a support system because they may go to a place where they begin to struggle emotionally Mm -hmm. or and it's not it's not something that just sending more money is going to help and we want to be able to be there for that but let's just say that that hey we could use um somebody to come in and and encourage us forward in our home missions Mm -hmm. and like you said that accountability right we're looking for for real partnership with people like Bryant Lee.
1: Absolutely. And so looking forward, moving forward kind of gives some insight into our missions program that we that we're moving forward with is we're not looking for missionaries. We're looking for strategic missions partners mm-hmm. that as a local church as has set up an acts we're going to strategically partner with missionaries. And you're right. I, and, and we both have been in church and nothing wrong with it. It's just not what God's laid on, on our heart right. for our missions program, but we could, we could support a hundred missionaries for $25 a month. Mm-hmm. Right. And be like, man, we got these missionaries around the world, or we could find a few that we're going to consider strategic partners that we're able to support on a higher level financially. But also like you said, like we know them on an intimate level where because being a missionary's heart, They go to a foreign country and there's there's homesickness. There's, man, this is hard. There's medical issues and there's all these things and to know that hey, there's this church, Morningstar Baptist Church that at the drop of a hat we know that we have a missions team here to help us and to encourage us if we need to have that, um, that are willing to they're praying for us specifically like they're encouraging us. They're writing us letters. They're Because here's the, what we don't want is a missionary to go over somewhere and we send them out as a strategic missionary's partner and they get discouraged and they come back because they just they just there was some discouragement or depression or, or mm-hmm. frustration or homesickness and like no we want to we want them to thrive in their ministries there and so we're looking for a strategic mission and partners and we already have two right now we already have two right. um, that we have one is brian weed in nicaragua and and our church can have a chance to hear from him coming up in september and i cannot wait because we've already Started the ball rolling with that. The other one is Nick Larson, who's out of our church. He is part of H2O Ministries, the campus college campus ministry here at um, at Kent State in Ohio. So we already right now we've got it. Our local right now, where mm-hmm. uh, we would consider that probably our Judea, Samaria, mm-hmm. um, and we have uttermost parts of the world. And moving forward, what we're wanting to do is, as we start sending out these teams, is okay. We also want to. What about a, a church planner that's going to go plant a church right somewhere, right? And so that'd be another strategic mission partner that we're going to be vested in, and um, with with financial support and prayer support, and and sending teams to go help be a part of that. And then as God continues to bless our church, then we're able to increase the amount of our strategic missions partners that we have, so where we are reaching people, and not just that, but our people are being challenged in their faith by their giving, by their missions, focus, and really being challenged in their own personal evangelism of
0: where they're at. And that's ultimately the whole goal. Right. And it's, it's really exciting as we, as we laser in on -hmm. what this looks like, because we really do support people all around the world. We do that through the SBC. Right. Mm -hmm. Part of the reason that I like that is, is the SBC is doing the groundwork to keep the accountability, to make sure things are on par. And but we do want to have this. So we're able to do both. We're able to mm-hmm. say, hey, we support people all over the world. Right. We don't, but we also have some partners. Because the reality is, is in ministry or missions or whatever it is, there are days that are difficult. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are days that are, are long and and hard. I mean, even this morning, you and I both came in and said, man, we're tired. Mm-hmm. And there's just something about, hey, I'm here and I'm tired, but I'm not here and I'm tired by myself. Right. You know, and right. it's like we... We encourage each other forward. We're we're excited about what's going on. We talk about the things that are going on. But sometimes as a missionary, as it, those guys are are there or a church planter or somebody who's w- working with a college campus. They begin to really feel like it's easy to feel like you're on an island on mi- in ministry anyway. Mm-hmm. But those missionaries, some of them literally are just on an island. Right, they're they're right. by themselves. And so we want to be so in tune. That we can say, hey, man, you know, this person's really struggling. And they're struggling to the point where it's not even good enough to make a phone call. Mm-hmm. We're going to get on an airplane or we're going right. to make a drive or we're going to mm-hmm. whatever it is. We want to be so in tune with our missionaries that they're part of our team. Mm-hmm. That they are right. It's not even just they're part of our church. They're strategic partners. That's what we call them because mm-hmm. that's about as good as we are with words. Right. But it's that we're s- we want to be so in tune with our people that when we we take teams on trips, we're not just going to a place that we're connecting with missionaries when we get there. We're going... To connect with our missionaries, uh, yeah, and we're and going to our partners, yeah, right, absolutely. absolutely, and
1: that's that's how Paul did it. He, mm-hmm. the churches that he started at Philippi and Ephesus and Colossae and all these were extensions of the churches in Antioch and Jerusalem, mm-hmm. and they would send teams as well, and they would send people with Paul on his journeys, and it was a team effort because you we've said the statement before, we've heard it a number of times. We're better together. Right. We really are better together, and we can have more impact for the kingdom when we when we partner up and do it together. That's why we love being a part of the SBC through the IMB and and NAM, And we also love being a part of the, hey, we're gonna raise up some of our own and we're gonna support and and be a part of what God is doing. And not forgetting that really the ultimate goal is, why we do that is challenging the people that God brings here for that idea of personal evangelism. That Mm -hmm. getting on that trip, getting them to Nicaragua, Nicaragua, getting them to Guatemala, getting them to Kenya, getting them to wherever, But coming back here and going, I can do at my workplace what I did there. And the power of the Holy Spirit, I saw it at play there. And somehow I had the courage to do it there. And I can Mm -hmm. do it here. And really that we start seeing people impacted here in Centerville, in Dayton. And really because there's so many people even here that need the gospel, need to be impacted by that. And so we're just trying to set this vision for God to work in the hearts of our people to light of fire in our hearts of our people even for this idea of hey look there's a there's a revival that needs to take place and right. it can start here and it can start in my heart and that's what we're, we're looking for in this trip
0: absolutely and and so excited to share with you next week um, from Guatemala again we don't know for sure the infrastructure I've been there twice before um, there were times I could have easily uploaded a podcast there were other times where it just wasn't going to happen right. Um, just the nature of the infrastructure when we're there. The hope is we'll be able to upload it next week. We are going to record it next week, no matter what. Mm-hmm. So it may not be uploaded till we get back, um, but be looking for that. We'll, we'll post on our social media, both Facebook and Instagram, when that's up and running. Um, but cannot wait to see what God is going to do in my heart, mm-hmm. what God is going to do in the heart of the team that's going with us, then the families of the team. who go, I mean, it just... Right. Just the immense ripple effect that can happen um, from a trip like this. Just super, super excited. So we will talk to you next time, hopefully from Guatemala.